time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend just a few moments advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. I was listening in on a discussion on a television talk show. And they were talking about music, and I real and I as I listened to them, I realized when it comes to music, you can basically basically prove any point you want to prove. For instance, if you're if you're extremely fond of classical music, you can tout its longevity and its intricate flow of parts. Or if you like Dixieland. There's another kind. You can sit there and discuss the jazz chords and the effective use of brass. Then, of course, lots of folks favor classic rock and roll. And you can see, you can sit there and play Stairway to Heaven and stake your claim that nothing as good as that has been written in this generation. Or, if you really like electronic music, you can brag about all the different sounds you're able to make with your machines and technology and noisemakers. For you see, information is like the dynamite of human interaction. It either explodes with possibilities or it blows up in our face. That's what information does. Education is powerful. But educating yourself can make you more brilliant or seem that way. But then at the same time just turn you into a smart ass. Let me give you a case in point. Have you ever noticed you can get statistics, find them somewhere on the internet, to prove almost any point you want to make? You can even open up the Bible and make a case for slavery if you want to. You see, information by itself is often just the presence of an idea. But the idea doesn't seem to be connected with other ideas that confirm its authenticity. So I will wholeheartedly agree that we are in the age of information. Long departed from the concept of smart, and yet eons away from the kingdom of wisdom. See, please don't come to me with a piece of information and then draw me a picture of what you you want that information to convey to me. I need you to show me where your little piece of information there links up with other information. I remember I was in a discussion with a Baptist preacher and he said... Um, People need to accept the Lord so they can be saved. I said, great. I said, then what? 
He said, what do you mean, then what? I said, then what? Okay, you, you get them saved. You, they come down and they get baptized or whatever it is you do, and then what? They, they got an awful lot of life to live after that. Who do they become? What do they become? Do they live up to that initial salvation? What is the formula for your information? You want to get people saved in the Baptist church. Well, great, but how does that join up with other existing information like life? Like getting along with each other, like learning to be more open to what other people feel. Can we take the information you've brought and end up with a picture of something that's truly real? I don't know. It's It doesn't seem safe to peruse the Internet because it's filled with smart asses who match and snatch their information out of the clear air right out there in the blue sky. And they, and they try to insert it in odd ways to make a case for their point or a point for their case. I know I aggravate a lot of people because I'm not particularly political. But I know right now we have a horrible problem in this country, and it's not just the coronavirus. It's the fact that we have two, count them, two men, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump, who are both populists. They are saying things. They're using information to try to convince people that we're in really a bad situation. They speak, they speak to these people that already feel cheated and they convince them even more that they're cheated. It's, populists are a dangerous thing, my dear friend. So we've got to be careful because one of the great dangers in 2020 is being overwhelmed with information that seems to have validity. The populace tells us, you're getting cheated. But when it plays out and, com and is compared to other information, it seems more like a rant than it does a solution. How could it be possible for us to take in just the information that's on the super highway out there in the internet and move it from just smart ass to wise. I want to tell you, there is little I remember about geometry. I'm not going to demonstrate the depths of my ignorance nor tout the heights of my knowledge. But I am familiar with one piece of it. It's called the syllogism. Normally the, normally the word syllogism is never spoken without the adjective before it. Valid. A valid syllogism. You might be all familiar with the concept yourself. You, you remember, do you remember? If A equals B... 
and B equals C, then A equals C. But what, well, hold on a second, what if A does not equal B, but we think it might be close enough to C, which, by the way, seems to be more paired with B. See, I've just described to you how smart asses and populists, even in the political parties and religion today, or even entertainment, they formulate their theories about life on Earth. If it's close and it meets their agenda, they insist it just must be true. And then they go to the great stockpile of statistics that are out there and find some of those numbers uh, that reinforce their theory. In no time at all, all the smart asses have made their case, pleading for others to come under the banner of the cause. But if you stop and look at it, you can tell quickly that A does not equal B and C is not identical to A. Therefore, the whole stinky idea is unreasonable. Are you, are, are you a little tired of finding yourself perusing a quip that you saw and read somewhere in an article and sharing it with someone else only to find out You've been fooled. Maybe you were tricked, or it just didn't add up. I don't care what the subject is. I've heard people talk about science, medicine, music, sports, religion, entertainment. And in doing so, they're trying to sell me a plan of action, a bill of goods that does not quite hook up with reality. I want to tell you, I had a high school football coach. He told me, a bunch of us guys on the team, he told me that a black man couldn't be a good quarterback because black men's hands are greasier, more oily. Did you know? I had a Sunday school teacher that almost every week informed us that black people were cursed with the mark of Cain. Now, I want you to understand, both of these individuals appeared solid. They had a whole spiel, a case they were making, And if you listen for more than a minute and a half, they came goddamn close to making sense. Except, why would black people have greasier hands? And for that matter, why would God curse a group of people? And especially, why would he do it by color coding them?
it's important to walk ideas through. Walking ideas through. Until you know. Walking those ideas through until you know they will run. Because if you're going to run with something, it needs to have the legs to be accurate and usable. Now, can I get back very briefly to this geometry thing? The valid syllogism. This is how it works. If A equals B, if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. So what's that got to do with our lives? It does kind of just sound like a bunch of theory for math, but is there a way we could put it into practice? How can I stop being a smartass who passes along erroneous information and instead become one of the people who uses knowledge to generate wisdom? If A equals B, how does it apply to me? Well, it applies this way. It means that no matter what I hear, no matter what is shared with me, I need to take it, that information, backwards in time and find out if it's ever happened before. Does it have a history of being factual? Or has this information been proven to be a big pile of poop? You can tell we're going the wrong direction in this country. You know how? Because nobody wants to consider human history back any farther than their birthday. But a lot of things happened before you and I were born. And many of them should never be repeated, but some could stand to be repeated just in this time and this place for our betterment. But if we don't know how to go back and study it, we won't get the wisdom. For the first step to gaining wisdom is finding out if A equals B by going backward, studying the history, st studying the groundwork, and looking for examples where the information that we're now being shared and provided to us has been used before to solve problems instead of creating them. If you're not willing to go backwards, you'll have to repeat the mistakes of your forefathers. But now, due to, te due to technology, they can even be more deadly. After all, starting a war with the American Indians may have been a dastardly thing. But then we were just talking about bullets and arrows. Applying that same principle to starting a war in India could lead to the launching of nuclear missiles. Can we find out if A equals B by going backward and studying it? And, and it doesn't need to be ancient history. It could be the history that's even in your lifetime. Maybe you forgot how a piece of experience from 10 years before was full of crap and you're about to Get sucked up into it again. Go back and see if the information has a lifespan. Then you're, you can ask yourself, 
since I know A equals B. Does B equal C? Does B equal C? This step is often removed from the pursuit of wisdom because we don't know what it means. Please keep in mind, you were told that you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Beautiful soul, you are a library of experience and information. But that library is only valuable if you check out the knowledge that lies within, that you know that that you've handled and touched and tasted. You've tasted it with your own mouth. So after A equals B, because you're going to go back and find out that it's historically sound, then you must find out if B equals C. And the only way to do that is to go inside yourself. Does the thing that's being shared with you jive with your own spirit? Is it in accordance with what you've learned as a person? Does it make sense with your journey? Now, I have found myself in the state of Texas, and I've overheard locals say that the Hispanic community is lazy and worthless. Some, sometimes they'll even cite statistics to back up their ignorance, or they'll point to a family that lives down the road that seems to be acting out their worst fears. But you see, my personal journey has taken to me to many Hispanic families. I've eaten in their homes. I've enjoyed their company. I've slept in the bed or their, under their roof. We've laughed. We've cried. And I know for a fact that the accusation that these dear hearts are lazy and worthless is not only wrong, it's just downright evil. I could never buy into that because it doesn't go with my story. I could never buy into that. It doesn't go with my story. You could bring me five examples and it wouldn't counteract the 50 that I have in my own soul. I will honestly tell you that I did. I dismiss much information and many opinions just I because I know from my own heart that what is being said and shared is flat-out bullshit. Now we're heading toward wisdom. To get there, we must find out if A equals B. That's when we go back, remember, and check the history of the idea. For in other words, does slavery work? Could we come up with a new slavery that actually would function well? History says no, and... History is right. After I've gone through A equaling B, I ask myself if B equals C. This is the knowledge that is being spoken in my direction. But I study it by seeing if it goes along with my own footprints. Does it agree with what I have experienced in my own soul? 
does it let me know that it's confirming what's in my heart instead of just trying to contradict it to make trouble? I go inward. Even if I'm in a room and there's a big discussion going on, I don't join in. Instead, I, I search my memory banks. I go into my library of my being. I check out the stories I've experienced that place me in the middle of what's happening to, to determine whether what's being put out and presented to me in that room has any value at all. So if A equals B, in other words, we've gone backwards to prove it in history, and B equals C, we've taken a few minutes to go inside ourselves and check our own library of events, then A equals C. Now it's time to go forward. If history's given us a clean bill of health, and our experience confirms the power of the idea, then it's a matter of finding a creative, genuine, spirited way to go forward with our great information. Be careful. We are going to stifle our country in a cloud of stupidity if we don't stop insisting on stealing this oxygen of truth that can bring us life. We must get this valid syllogism. We have to go backwards and see if history sheds some light on this newfangled presentation. Then we have to go inward. How about my own thing? My own three square feet. How about my own testimony? And then we're ready to go forward because history is at our back and confirmation is spilling from our heart. The good news is we can get rid of the smartasses by demanding that all reasoning be valid, that A equals B and B equals C, and therefore A equals C. And the better news is we do this by trusting history, seeking our own hearts, and asking Almighty Sweet God Father to give us a creative idea to go forward with a fresh approach. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com. Oh.